0: thank you very much dave Uh, it is a real privilege to share this time with you uh, either live or if you're listening in later Uh, if you're a member of three counties church you know how much i love the church Uh, how disappointed I can't be with you physically, Uh, but this is a wonderful opportunity to gather around God's word. And it's a huge privilege for me to be part of your series, uh, looking at the book of James and wondering, I suppose, what would a book written all that time ago before AD 62, uh, written by the brother of Jesus, the leader of the church, uh, what could that possibly have to say to us uh, in this day and age? The uh, title of the talk that I've been asked to look at this morning in your series is Living Out Our Faith. And I guess if ever there was a time for us to do that, uh, this is that time. I'm going to read the passage uh, from James chapter 2 so that we're all familiar with what it is that I'm then going to look at and then share a few thoughts that I hope will help us but also challenge us. From James chapter 2. 14. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is if it is not accompanied by action is dead but someone will say you have faith but i james i have deeds show me your faith without deeds and i will show you my faith by what i do you believe that there is one god good even the demons believe that and they shudder you foolish man do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab, who was a prostitute, considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? So as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead there's a question which uh, resonates with me for much of my life actually and is certainly a very appropriate question for right now in these challenging times that we find ourselves in uh, that echoes out of the old testament and i think the answer to the question is this passage in james chapter 2 the question is found uh, in ezekiel chapter 33 and verse 10 when uh, god speaking to the prophet describes his people Uh, thus he says they are they are they are weighted down they are worn away by the sense of sin in them and surrounding them by circumstances and by systems that they've got hooked into sin circumstances and systems and in the light of that God says my people are crying out how then should we live And this passage from James, I think, tells us the answer to that question. In the light of sin, in the light of circumstances, in the light of systems that we've got drawn into or surrounded by, how then, when we feel wasted and worn away, how then should we live? Uh, I googled a famous quotation, Uh, and it turns out that it's one of the most quoted quotations on the whole of the internet, uh, variously attributed to uh, the philosopher J.S. Mill or to Edmund Burke, sometimes erroneously attributed to John F. Kennedy, and the quotation, you'll probably know it, it goes like this, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. The only thing necessary... For the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. I guess if ever there was a time for us to link our faith to our actions, to live out our faith, uh, this is the time. We could get swamped by a surfeit of news and reports or by a deficit of toilet rolls. But the reality is what we need to do is really focus on our faith in action. This, I think perhaps above all else, and maybe God is saying this to us prophetically as church, this is a time to pause. This is a time enforced upon us now by circumstances and situations to hit the reset button. It's a time for reset. It's a time for rest, but it's also a time to rally the troops. It's a time to outwork our faith in action and James chapter 2 verse 14 to 26 the passage that we've just read together is all about our faith in action it's about integrity as opposed to uh, hypocrisy integrity wholeness integrity both and not either or faith with actions not faith or actions We can get a little bit deluded with our Western mindset, which has been so heavily influenced by Greek philosophy and think in a way that Jews never thought and still do not think because to the Jewish believer to believe was to act. I used to do a little demonstration of this when they did a lot of schools work uh, and probably one that Tara maybe even still uses in the schools that you as a church serve. I would get people out and talk about the difference between believing in God and actually knowing God, God in action. I get them to stand uh, with their back to me and say, do you believe as a visiting school speaker that if you fall over in a moment, I will let you fall to the floor and smash your head on the floor? Or Do you believe that I will catch you? And they always said, oh, you'll catch me. So I said, OK, let's do it. And they never did it properly. They would always stagger back and take a few steps and not let themselves go. That's the difference between believing something merely and actually putting it into action. And the Jew believed that faith was always outworked. So the, the word for faith that's used in the passage here is the word pistis. And the word that's used for works is the word ergon the word that gives us ergonomics the most efficient way of working of doing things and the bridge between our faith pistis and our actions ergon the bridge that connects those two things is our choices it's our will it's what we choose to do with what we believe i will never forget a speaker visiting our Christian Union when I was a young lad, first filled with the Holy Spirit, aged about 19 years old. And the Reverend Philip Hacking came across to visit us from his church in Sheffield. I was at university in Hull. And one of the things that he said, in fact, it's the only thing, if I'm honest, that I can remember all these years on. But what he said was, you know, people should be able to know that you are a Christian just by getting hold of your checkbook, in those days we used checkbooks, by getting hold of your checkbook and rifling through your counterfors, your check stubs, and seeing what you do with your money. Faith in action is about generosity, generosity of time, generosity of energy, generosity of relationships, generosity of money. It's faith in action. It's not, I mean, verse 14 is interesting, isn't it? What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? It's not that faith is, is somehow lacking. It's not that faith is insufficient for our salvation. The word that's used there is so-so, our salvation, our wholeness, our healing, our cleansing, our deliverance. It's not that faith is lacking. It's that faith leads to works as surely as the night leads to the day. Otherwise, it isn't really faith. It's just belief. What's talked about in verse 19, even the demons believe in God and they shudder. That kind of belief that's not outworked with actions, according to verse 17, uh, is dead. Uh, the, the word there in the original language is, is necros, that gives us necrophilia or necrophobia, fear of death. And that word literally means to be without life, to be completely inactive in respect of doing the right thing. That kind of faith is necros. It's dead. Verse 22 makes it really Clear, doesn't it? I I love the expression that 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 is used here by James, the brother of Jesus, where he says this. You see, talking about Abraham, you see that his faith and his actions were working together. Faith is fulfilled by actions. They are co-workers. They they cohabit. They live in the same space. The one feeds the other. In fact, so much so. That by the time we get down to verse twenty-four, James says this. You see, a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. Uh, the word I, I checked out the language again because the, the Greek is so it's so rich, isn't it? It packs so many meanings into one single word. Uh, And so uh, by using a simple Bible app, which in this time you could do well to download on your phone, it's a free app, the Blue Letter Bible app. Check it out. I checked out that word justified, decaio, and it literally means fulfilled, uh, yeah, justified, fulfilled by actions to show or to declare. So we are shown in our true light by our actions and not just by our belief by our faith. I guess verse 26 in many ways the last verse that we read in our passage this morning as as we study through the book of James verse 26 i suppose is a kind of a summary verse isn't it as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without deeds is dead as the body soma this vehicle which currently carries the spirit numa, as the body soma without the spirit numa, that word it means breath or, or life itself as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without deeds is dead I suspect that I have shared with you before uh, a quotation which I first came across many years ago uh, from a book written by a Christian sociologist uh, and church planter, uh, Jim Wallace. Uh, He's based in America, he's still alive. In fact, I'm in communication uh, with him through Messenger and Facebook, an amazing man written a good number of books. They're all worth checking out, Jim Wallace. W-A-L-L-I-S. And in a book uh, which he wrote many years ago, which is still incredibly relevant, called The Mustard Seed Conspiracy, talking about how our faith, even though it be just the size of the proverbially smallest seed talked about in Jewish culture our faith be it ever so small invested in the right places in the faithfulness of God our faith can move mountains but again it's faith connected to actions and in his book the mustard seed conspiracy Jim Wallace said this and it's a quotation which uh, which has lived with me since I first read it i memorized it i put most of my working days through the filter of this quotation jim wallace wrote this what you do on monday morning so pause right now for us what we as church what we as individual believers what we do Tomorrow morning, if you're listening to this live or if you're listening to it recorded on a Sunday, what we do the next morning, what we do on Monday morning, that is what we really believe. What we do is what we really believe. Everything else is religion. And I wonder if at a time like this when much that could possibly be shaken across the globe, At a time like we have never experienced before, when much that can be shaken is being shaken, I wonder if at a time like this it boils down charisma, the core of what do we really believe? Because when we're stripped away from our meetings face to face and from our hugs and from our families both our church family and our literal blood families, when we're stripped away from our buildings and from our programs, the words of Jim Wallace resonate with me, just like the words of the brother of Jesus resonate from the pages of James chapter 2. What we do tomorrow morning is what we really believe. Everything else is religion. So as I draw to a close let me ask myself a question before i ask it of anyone else let me then go on to ask you beloved church that i know and love so well let me ask you a question what will you do what will you do today what will you do tomorrow what will you do across This coming week and across the weeks with the time that now God has given us and will redeem he will bring good out of bad he cannot be shaken and his kingdom cannot be shaken but the question I think in this time of reset and rest is as we rally the troops for there is much for us to do what will you do tomorrow morning how will you demonstrate your faith in action what will your ergon be tomorrow what will your deeds be what will your works be tomorrow let's think in two areas what will you do when it comes to your church family how will you stay connected how will you stay supporting how will you stay generous loving time energy money effort How will you stay loving? How will you stay connected with your church family? And then in the other arena, which is at least as important, and where much of the heart of God is crying out in these times, what will your faith lead you to do? Your faith in action when it comes to those around you at the moment, who we cannot meet with physically, but can in many other ways. What will you do? What will you say? What will you pray? What will you give? How will you be generous with your time and with your energy? What will your faith in action look like, not just with your church family, but also with the family that God has given you around you, your blood family, including those who do not yet know Jesus, And what will you do with your friends and your neighbors who yet do not know Jesus, but who at this time, perhaps like no other, need to understand that we have a sure and certain hope in Christ. Faith in action. The two are co-workers. They co-habit. Let's make sure that for me and for you in these times that we're living our faith out it's been so good to share this time with you i pray blessing on you i have more time for prayer at the moment than ever and i'm praying for all of you and value your prayers also god bless you so pete perhaps you would just like to pray that over us would be lovely if you could pray for us of course father in these times where we face things that none of us have had to face before we ask that by your grace and by the power of your holy spirit you will enable us to be found faithful and faith-filled We recognize that facing circumstances and situations, our faith can seem no bigger than the size of a mustard seed. But you are the one who is faithful, unfailingly faithful. And so we place our faith in you. We ask for your grace and for your spirit that we will not hurry around like headless chickens, thinking that we can solve the problems of the world or even of our neighbours, but that rather we will reset, we will rest, and we will wait for you. Our deeds would not be without faith, but will be faith-filled in the power of the Holy Spirit, but that you will lead us out, that the troops will be rallied, that your family will, will be found faithful at this time so bless us we pray protect us we pray those that we love and use us for the glory of jesus because we ask this oh god we ask this into his name amen